Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be hearing from Dr. Eric Cole, author of Online Danger. He's supposedly a security ninja. How about that? A little bit later, Peter Cohen has a few things to say about Apple that they will not like to hear. All this and more on the Tech Night Owl Live. Ah! On the Tech Night Owl Live, we have, as our first guest, Dr. Eric Cole, and he's author of Online Danger, How to Protect Yourself and Your Loved Ones from the Evil Side of the Internet. You know, Dr. Cole, when I saw Evil Side, I was thinking because the most popular movie now is a new Star Wars flick, it was the dark side of the internet. You get that? I, I guess if I was more creative, I could have I could have used the dark side and play off of the Luke Skywalker theme a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Then the publisher might not have liked it. And it says here you're an online security expert and cyber ninja, but you don't wear the dark uniform or anything, do you? I tend to wear a dark suit, but not the ninja outfit, but I can play with nunchucks a little bit. Uh, but, but the idea behind that was we wanted the book to be fun to read, and you got to put pictures. So we thought adding some ninja pictures uh, throughout the book would make it a funner read, bring some of the topics to life. And so I had to assume the role of a ninja. Okay. Right now, I'm going to have to look for the photos. I guess I'm looking at the version they sent me. Here we go. We have a cartoon of you. So you are a cartoon character, in other words. Exactly. And uh, if anyone listening wants to see those characters, if you go to OnlineDanger.com, we actually have several of the ninja characters uh, from the book with a sample chapter and some other information uh, so they can sort of get an idea of what we're talking about and the theme behind the book. What is your background? How did you get involved in security? I basically was majoring in computer science in college, and I wasn't sure if that's what I wanted to do. So I went down to the co-op office to do an intern, and the following week, the CIA was actually recruiting on campus. So I went to the interview. To make a long story short, I got hired, and they asked me, what division would you like to work in? One was IT, one was networking, and one was cybersecurity. And I guess you could uh, figure out which one I picked, and the rest is sort of history. I've been doing it for 30 years and love every single moment of it. So you worked for the CIA? Yes, worked for the CIA for 10 years, then built and sold uh, several companies, and now I'm basically an expert witness, keynoter, and just really trying to help companies understand what are the practical, actionable things they can do to protect and secure themselves online. I don't want to cause you to break any security agreements you have with the CIA. But looking in general, especially at the situation now, do you think they are properly equipped to deal with cyber threats? The, the, the good news is I haven't worked there in 20 years, so I can basically just give my opinion and hypothesis without revealing any secrets. But, but yeah, the, the, the problem that we find is these big companies are throwing so much money at security, but they're not focusing in on the foundational items. And the analogy I give is you can build a beautiful house, 
But if it does not have a good foundation, that house is not going to last very long. And that's what these governments, these companies like Equifax and others are doing. They're building these $100 billion security houses, no foundation in place. And that's how you have a server visible from the Internet with 100 million records and no encryption in place. Equifax, one of the three major credit bureaus, is hacked. And first, of course, we can talk about the politics of the fact that they didn't let us know when it first happened. But you're saying they didn't encrypt their data. Think about this. Equifax breach happened because there was a server visible from the Internet that had hundreds of millions of records. Now, question, if that data was properly encrypted and the keys were properly secured in the right location, that information, even when the server was compromised, would not have been accessible to the adversary. So when I'm saying based on my experience, and I can almost guarantee this is going to come out because it did with every other major breach, is one of two things. Either the data wasn't encrypted or the data was encrypted and the keys were stored plain text on the servers. Those are the only two explanations of how the adversary could have got the information if it was properly protected. And this is one of three credit bureaus. What about the other two? Do we know anything? If you go back a few years, do you remember the whole T-Mobile data breach and the whole issue with T-Mobile? If you go back and look at that, who was their provider? Their provider was Experian. Experian is one of the other three. So we've already had two of the three major entities that supposedly are protecting our critical information already compromised with major breaches in the last five years. So TransUnion, we figure, is doing no better. I would like to hope and pray that that maybe they get it. But uh, if data's any prediction of the future, I would say, yeah, they're probably not any better off. They just either haven't detected it yet or they haven't been broken into. Because remember, with a lot of these companies, they've been compromised for 14 months before they even detected it. And then they waited another three months before they announced it. So there's a good possibility that many companies have already been breached and they just haven't discovered it or decided to tell us about it. Now, I just wonder here, if I was a stockholder in one of these companies... Wouldn't a proper stockholders lawsuit be called for? And certainly customers. We didn't ask to be customers of credit bureaus. We understand the need. They have to check whether you're worth giving a loan to or something or a credit card. But we didn't ask to be their customers. So they have our data without our approval. We have no control over how they handle it. We have no control over even... Whether it's accurate or not, even though in theory you're supposed to be able to correct that. I think that there's got to be a lot of lawyers salivating over this by now. I would absolutely think that. But the problem with the Equifax, and once again, I'm not a lawyer, but I do a lot of expert witness work. The, the problem is because the government gave our data to Equifax and we really have no contractual relationship with them. The only thing we could really go after them for is saying that they were gross negligent, which I agree they were. But trying to prove that can be challenging because the idea of gross negligence is saying that you did something that everybody else knows you have to do. 
And the question is, with all these other companies getting breached, is what is really best practice out there? And if best practice is everybody has unpatched servers that are unprotected, right, it's going to get to a very interesting debate. Very- it seems almost as if nobody is safe from anything anymore or from any attack. Because right now, we have probably all or most of our credit data is in the possession of criminals right now. The only remedy we have is, one, to lock our credit reports. But already, if they have that data, locking your credit reports is not going to help. You know, if you see somebody opening an account in your name or you find evidence of something, you have to act after the fact and hope to persuade the bank or the credit institution or whoever that you didn't do it. Exactly. Just accept the fact that your data is compromised. How do you minimize the damage? Don't focus on saying we're not going to get breached. Focus on how you minimize or control the damage. So, for example, I have multiple credit cards, one that I only use for Amazon, one that I only use for gas, one that I only use with my bank. And when one of them gets compromised, the amount of damage is contained and controlled, and it's much easier for me to respond. But then it goes back to the issue with Equifax, where that logic doesn't work because we had no control of whether our data was there or not. And to me, that's where the government needs to do a better job of stepping in. Talking about cybersecurity, and our guest on the Tech Night Out Live is Dr. Eric Cole. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. 
fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Have you checked your ECS lately? We have. We are New Pharma, scientists who specialize in human functions controlled by the endocannabinoid system, or ECS. Let me simplify. Your ECS is involved in physiological processes like appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and immune systems. New Pharma's patent-pending science is the big difference in our natural solutions, formulated for your well-being. For example, our foundation product provides targeted nutrition to support a healthy endocannabinoid system, which is directly responsible for managing and controlling inflammation. This product contains turmeric, which is known as one of the best anti-inflammatories on the planet. Our Allergies product contains sage, which is a very effective decongestant. See all of our amazing capsules, essential oils, and ECS herbal tea at gnuphama.com. New Pharma. Your path to wellness begins here. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, Get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653, 877-886-3653, GoBerkey.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We're looking at online security. We've done this before. The book's called Online Danger. Dr. Eric Cole, a cyber ninja. And by the way, when he came to this episode, he was not wearing his ninja uniform. You know, he keeps that in the bat cave or something, right? Or I could say I'm like Superman. I had my ninja outfit on underneath my suit, so you just couldn't see it. <laughs> Basically, you open your shirt, and there it is. Exactly. <laughs> Do you also wear glasses so we can have the full thing here? Because the key about Superman is the way Clark Kent and also Kara Danvers in Supergirl, where they take off their glasses. There's a technique where you pull off your glasses in one action, and it has to be compelling. Look at this. I pulled off my glasses. That's part of the, the shtick here. So you don't wear glasses, do you? Unfortunately, no. But I, but I can definitely look at getting a pair because I, I, I like that mystique that that brings to a character. And look at it this way. You can always get man in black glasses. There you go. I love We it. are the men in black, the galaxy protectors. <laughs> Our other radio show, by the way, Dr. Cole, is about the paranormal. So we know all about the men in black, the, the real men in black or whatever they were. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, I wish 
that was the threat we were dealing with in cybersecurity, because that would be a lot easier dealing with the paranormal. Uh, unfortunately, we're dealing with the Russians and North Koreans, which I think are a lot more dangerous and a lot scarier. Okay, I think E.T. is going to be upset at this. <laughs> because E.T. is going to think, hey, wait a minute. You want to think that the Russians and the North Koreans are more powerful than E.T.? Well, well I actually... I just came up with a title for my next book. How about E.T., the cyber hacker? E.T., the cyber hacker. Oh, well. <laughs> but you see, are the Russians really interested in you and I? They might be interested, obviously, in politicians and elections and things like that. But would they be interested in Gene Steinberg or Eric Cole? Absolutely. And here's why. They're not interested in... Gene, they're interested in your identity. They're interested in your bank accounts and your credit card. Because what we have to realize today is hacking is big business. Do you realize 2017, this year, cybercrime will have exceeded $8 billion? $8 billion is a big business. So these are companies. One of the large Russian hacker groups is called the Russian Business Network, and they have 4,000 employees, and these employees' jobs are to steal information, and they have a quota. They have to steal 10,000 identities a month, so from the adversary, you're just a number. They don't care if you have $100 or a million dollars. You have money. You have credit card. You have an identity. You're going to be a target, and that's who they're going to go after because the fact that you don't think you're going to be targeted means you let your defenses down, and you're easier to compromise and easier to harm. Let me hit this directly because nobody's perfect. Have you ever been compromised? Absolutely. And anybody who tells you otherwise uh, is a liar. And I will just tell you, one of my websites that I was hosting at another provider, it didn't have any information on it. It was just informational. There was no credit card data or anything else. And just a few weeks ago, somebody actually broke in and hijacked the domain for six hours. I was able to get it back, but, but it does happen. That's like saying, has a professional car driver ever got into an accident? Has a professional cook ever burnt a meal? Absolutely. So I'll tell you, any security professional that says they never got hacked is lying to you. <laughs> All right. What about children? I mean, we know that from a very, very young age, they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They've got their smartphones. They have their tablets. I haven't even gotten into smart TV sets yet, and I will. But they're doing this stuff. How do we protect our children from this? The way we protect our children is the way we protect them in the real world, which is use common sense. The problem is when it comes to the Internet and it comes to cyberspace, most parents lose common sense. Two quick examples. One, we trained our children don't talk to strangers. If they're coming home from school and a stranger comes up to them, I know my youngest daughter will start screaming, stranger danger, stranger danger, right, and run away. But those same kids that we tell them don't talk to strangers in the real world, what do we do? We let them connect to social media. What do you think they're doing on social media? What do you think they're doing on Instagram and Snapchat and everything else? They are talking to strangers. 
They are talking to people that they do not know. And then second example, if you were walking through the mall tonight and somebody came up to you and said, what's your name? What's your phone number? Where do you live? You'd make a face and walk away. You would never give them that information. But tonight you're going to be surfing the web. You're going to be searching on a term, click on a link, and it's going to pop up a little message that says, to get this free download, give us your name, give us your phone number, give us your address, and what do we do? We type it in. Why are we doing that? Why are we losing common sense and doing these crazy things in cyberspace we would never do in the real world? It's because we don't see them. And because we don't see them, we don't feel the instinct of danger. If someone's around you, we have human instinct. When, when it's just a piece of text on a screen, we don't have the same resistance. Exactly. Not only is it we don't think it's as damaging, but here's the other problem. In the real world, we have large amounts of data. Growing up, I remember hearing stories of people being kidnapped and children getting in cars with strangers and all this stuff because most of us didn't grow up with computers. I did not get a computer until my second year of college. In high school, I used a typewriter. So we just don't recognize that cyberspace is dangerous. And because we're not physically seeing the adversary, we tend to let our guard down. And until we can change our behavior, this problem's gonna get a lot worse before it gets better. Now we know in supposedly this instance where they got a hold of John Podesta's email. He was the campaign director for Hillary Clinton. It was a phishing link, I understand. Yes. And then supposedly the foolish IT person there said, oh, it's okay. And soon they've got all his information. I always joke famous last words. It's okay, right? Or don't worry about it. But no, right now today, the number one method of compromising your computer and most of our listeners' computers is you're going to get a legitimate looking email. You're gonna get an email from whether it's FedEx, UPS, Amazon, your bank or anyone else. It looks legit and it's going to have a legitimate message that either says open this attachment and click on that link and that's all it takes. One click is all it takes to get compromised. And I will tell you, I know it's a change in how we behave, but we need to stop clicking and stop opening attachments. Let's do our break. Okay. Eric Cole, Online Danger. Look out on the Tech Night Ally. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. 
The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home? And you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Does the current world crisis in North Korea or our domestic crisis right here in America concern you? Well, I know it concerns me. My friends over at Legacy Food Storage have solutions in the event there's the inevitable. What's the inevitable? Civil unrest, a run on your local grocery store. And here's my question to you. If this happens, how do you feed your children? How do you feed your grandchildren? Legacy Food Storage has the solutions. In fact, they can help you implement a simple plan to take care of your needs in the event of the inevitable. By calling them right now, I have authorized them to give you a special 20% discount at checkout by simply using GCN. Call 888-543-7345 or visit them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. That's 888-543-7345 or visiting them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. Make sure you use GCN at checkout for an incredible 20% discount. Don't be a victim. Take control of your life now. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best, complete, nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next.
a reminder, folks, that if you'd like to get a special version of this show where we take out the network ads, all you have to do is subscribe to Tech Night Owl Plus at plus.technightowl.com for more information. Plus.technightowl.com. We charge a low weekly, monthly, annual rate for you to get the ad-free version with better quality audio. Dr. Eric Cole is author of Online Danger, How to Protect Yourself and Your Loved Ones from the Evil Side in dark lettering. And as we're saying here, phishing is where somebody sends you an email and pretending to be from your bank or PayPal or something, and you click the link, you think you're logging into the real thing. And when you log into this site, guess what? It's a fake site, and they just grabbed your login information. And not only that, but in a lot of cases, not only did they get your login information, but they did what's called a drive-by download. They've dropped malicious code on your computer, and they own everything on your computer. They have access to your bank account, your credit cards, and any other passwords that you might have. Is it any less vulnerable or more vulnerable to be on a PC than a Mac? Yes, no, maybe. If if I'm going to answer your question correctly, which your question was, is Macs less vulnerable than PCs? The answer to that question is actually no. If you look at the number of vulnerabilities, and I've done this for five years, the number of vulnerabilities for Windows and the number of vulnerabilities for Mac is within 1% of each other every single year. So Macs are just as vulnerable to Windows. However, I think the question you were really asking is, if I serve from a Mac, is it safer than a Windows? And that answer is yes, because Windows has a 90% install base and has an adversary I want to break into as many people as possible. I'm going to target the 90%. So that means most of the malicious code you get is going to be targeted for Windows. So if you open it on a Mac or my favorite, open it on your iPhone, probability of compromise is a whole lot less. So the key here, though, is this is not a virus. It's social engineering. You are fooling people to click on the bad thing. You're telling them to open door number one because door number one is safe. But door number one is really door number 100 by the hacker. Now, there's one other thing that sometimes could warn you if you're not sure. I guess it depends on the platform and the email app. So if you scroll over a link in Apple's mail for Mac OS mail, you'll see the link and what it is. And you can determine pretty quickly whether that link is really the company or somebody else. So, for example, I have a link here for a local pizza place. And it's a coupon. What I see here is if I point the cursor over that link, it'll tell me what the link is. And it'll tell me, okay, in this case, I know it's, it's obviously the site for that particular restaurant and the chain of pizza shops in Arizona. Even then, there's room for mischief because they could just do redirects and stuff like that. So it's a variation of the site. Maybe they gain control of the site. But at least there's a chance that if it looks like the real thing when you see that link, it's better than seeing something totally obscure. But even then, you're better off going to the site itself directly than to click on that link. Absolutely. And that's what I always say is nowadays, you really need to stick to your mainstream sites, your larger sites, your Pizza Hut, your Amazons, your FedEx, your UPS. And if you ever get an email 
from any of those sites never ever click because you're right first generation attacks if you hover your mouse over it you'll see that it's a bogus link but now what adversaries are doing is they're doing what's called the cross-site scripting where you hover your mouse and the link looks perfectly legit but when you click on it, malicious code runs on your system. So your better bet is going to your browser, going to the trusted site via HTTPS, SSL, so you can verify the site, but don't ever click on links in email. Now, I should mention to our listeners, we converted all our real sites for the Tech Night Owl Live and the Powercast and Rockoids to SSL. And the reason we did that, that's HTTPS. And the reason we did that is, number one, we want to make the experience as safe as possible for the people who visit us. Awesome. And I'm going to give you a big virtual high five for that, because if more sites did that, the world would be a safer place. But so many companies are still running old technology. I especially like the stores I go into where they're still running Windows XP. Yeah, yeah, Windows XP open wireless and credit card readers that you still have to swipe that don't have the pin and chip readers yet. I, I just look at those stores and walk out going, okay, if, if you can't even do basic, basic level of protection, I don't want to give you my business. I should tell you, if even if you use PayPal's MasterCard, their debit card, they recently changed all those cards over to chip cards. And one of the local convenience stores is still not equipped to do the chip reader. Now, the chip reader can be annoying, by the way, because it's sometimes a little bit slow. And when it finally approves your transaction, you hear this annoying, really grating noise. I know Walmart, very grating noise when (laughs) it's reading your chip card. I think they should have a nice, pretty sound. I don't understand that. So so, so you, you want rainbows to come up on the screen with pretty little dancing unicorns? Not this week, just a nicer sound. You know, a nicer sound. Why do you have to have such an ugly sound? I'm with you. I mean, if you're going to do something that's right, it's right to when the store offers it to be able to use your chip card. And I think most people now, the cards have been converted, have they? Or am I wrong? I actually am looking at my wallet now and I still have one card that has not been converted, but it does expire February of 2018. And I'm pretty confident my new one's going to have a chip in it. But, but there are still some cards out there that do not have chips. Okay, now the chip card, does that encrypt the data or what? Yeah, yeah so it does two things. One, it encrypts the data. And two, if it's used, makes it harder for somebody to create a fraudulent card where they just lift your numbers, lift your uh, CVS number, and basically can do fraudulent. But the problem is, if we're using that chip card online and we go to an online site, that there's no chip reader on your computer. So we're basically entering in the number. So even if somebody steals your imprint and you have a chip card, it's not going to protect you from online purchases. Now, some online companies are using Apple Pay, but that's a complicated thing because it's got to integrate with your iPhone and your Mac. Exactly. If you have the right technology and you can set it up, Apple Pay or Google Pay or any of uh, those electronics are much better because the credit card never leaves your phone. It's a one-time access code, which is great. But like you said, it takes time to set up. It's an inconvenience, and I will tell you, 
my 70-year-old mom probably has zero chance of getting Apple Pay to work on her system. Well, she probably can do it on her iPhone because it's really not that hard. But, but, but you're assuming that she actually remembers her password and can unlock her iPhone. <laughs> she can use her fingerprint or with a new iPhone, she can use her face. And, and, and once again, you assume that my mom's still not using her iPhone 4, right? Remember, older retired teacher, right? <laughs> well, you know what? I'm probably almost as old as your retired teacher. <laughs> See, but, but, but you're super hip doing cybersecurity webcasts, so that's okay, right? That puts you, that puts you in an elite class. <laughs> well, I do have one bank set up for Apple Pay. And I find there are some places that accept that. And that works fine because Apple's putting that data in a secure enclave. So we've got Dr. Eric Cole, online security expert, cyber ninja, talking about online danger, focusing so far on online transactions and protecting yourself. And let's talk more about this on the Tech Night Out Live. For listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. A lot can happen in six seconds. A rodeo ride, a dramatic basketball win, and the world record holder can solve a Rubik's Cube. 
Six seconds is how long it takes for an 18-wheeler traveling at a safe speed to come to a complete stop. And in those six seconds, that truck will travel the length of two football fields. So please, give them room. Never cut in front of a large truck for any reason. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back. Because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. Do you know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. We have Dr. Eric Cole, and we're focusing on his book about online danger. Danger, Will Robinson. I don't even want to say that. That was a really bad show. Do you remember Lost in Space? Yes, but it's one of those things that I prefer to forget because I agree with you. It wasn't the best of shows. And then they made a movie version that was even worse. Oh, I did not see that. Okay, that that sounds pretty bad. (laughs) And the actor who played the father was the same actor who played Zorro on TV. You know, so I remember as a kid, I'd see Lost in Space and say, why is Zorro? Now playing the dad on a spaceship. <laughs> you didn't know that, did you? No, I, I did not realize that. So now, now I've got a new piece of information. Right, and you can take that information. And it's not going to even get you into the New York subway system. <laughs> so you're really, really in serious problem. Let's continue to look for things here. So if you find your credit card has been compromised, I assume the usual solution is just to contact your bank. Yeah, so, so first piece of that is be proactive and always use credit cards, never use debit cards. And that's one of the big mistakes we still see people doing is they think credit and debit are the same and they're completely different. And debit cards are not covered under the same protection laws as credit cards. And if a credit card gets stolen, 
The credit card company is out the money, not you. If your debit card gets compromised, you're out the money because it immediately comes out of your bank account. So always use credit cards, never use debit, and then use separate credit cards to minimize the risk. And then when your credit card does get compromised, you would just want to cancel it as soon as possible and notify the credit card company. To clarify here, you can also use a debit card as debit or credit. If you use it as debit, you're entering your user ID or PIN code. And that you have to do if you're getting cash back or something. But if you use it as credit, does that mean it's then going through like the MasterCard and Visa system? Is that added protection? Yes and no. The If you're doing the straight credit card component of it, it is going through a different processing. But the issue is most of those credit debit have the same sequence of numbers. So what adversaries are realizing is if they can steal your credit card, they know which bank it came from. They're actually attempting to withdraw money from the bank, seeing if it's a debit card, and then you can still get compromised. So my recommendation and what I do is I I have a debit card I only use for money. I keep that out of the way. I never use joint debit credit, and I never use debit online. So you just want to make sure you're making it as hard for the adversary as you possibly can. And if something happens, obviously your recourse is to call your bank or card issuer and point out what's going on. Exactly. The, the, The other trick which some people don't like, but I actually found it to be very effective, is most people don't realize when your credit card is stolen, it's typically not used for six or seven months because it's traded, moved around. So what I do is like in January after the holiday season, I'm going to go in and expire all my credit cards and get new ones. So every six months, I basically call up the credit card company and say, okay, for any of the cards I use online, I think the card might have been compromised get a new card. And just by doing that, you're also greatly reducing the exposure and closing the window on the hackers. You're not giving them the opportunity. So the fact that our credit data was stolen months and months ago, we assume then that even now we could be seeing problems with our credit. Absolutely. And and the other thing that many people don't realize is Old school attacks, when they got your credit card, they would go for big purchases. They would go for a three or four or five thousand dollar purchase. The problem today is that's going to stick out and get caught by the fraud systems. Today's adversaries, when they steal your credit card, they do two and three dollar purchases. Now, here's the problem most people don't check and keep receipts for every single purchase at the end of the month, they just scan it. So if they go in and they scan that and don't see any outrageous purchases, they think it's fine and they miss those two or three dollar fraudulent transactions. So what I recommend is almost all credit card companies today will let you do real time approval. So what I do is when I use my credit card, I immediately get a text that says you are trying to make a purchase for three hundred and fifty dollars. Is that correct? Yes or no. And I immediately hit yes or no and approve it on the line. Now I have the receipt in front of me. I'm making the purchase. I can verify the amount. That's a much safer way to verify and validate your transactions than waiting till the end of the month. So you're verifying each transaction as it takes place. Exactly. But which banks do that? Most of the cards that are backed by City do that, and most of the MasterCards do. So I have five different credit cards, and all of them 
today support that feature. So it wasn't something that was widely available a year ago, but in the last three to four months, most of the major credit card providers are starting to step up to provide better tools and better protection. So what happens then? Does that mean that when you do a transaction online, it hangs in suspension until you actually give the okay? Well, when you do a credit card transaction, there's a couple of minute window that it goes through. So typically you would have to have your phone handy. So within a minute or two, you would have to approve it. But like for lunch today, they swipe my card They came back to the table and said, yep, it's been approved. I added the tip in. As soon as they added the tip, I then got a message that says there's a charge for X amount. Do you want to approve this? And I just hit yes or no real time. And here's the cool part. If you're using your card, you'll know that this is going to happen and you have your phone out. If an adversary is using your card and you don't have your phone out and you don't see the message for 10 or 15 minutes later, it will automatically get denied and not be approved. Right. But if the approval takes place in a minute, how does this happen? There is an authorization. Exactly. So I I have my phone. When I go to a restaurant, I give them my credit card and I take out my phone. They swipe the card. A text message appears on my phone in real time. I hit yes to approve that transaction in real time and then it gets processed. Well, well, well. I like to try that. That would be nice. Also, if you decide to change your mind on the transaction, you're not messed up here. The restaurant might have you washing dishes for a few hours. But, but, but here's the part that I love with restaurants. The number one area that I've seen with credit card fraud is fraudulent tips. Think about it. You get a bill at a restaurant after they swipe your credit card, and then you type in you want to give them a $20 tip. After you leave, they go back in and add the $20 to your bill, and you have no verification of whether they added $20, $30, or $40. So in a lot of restaurants, what their wait staff is doing is they're adding 3 or $4. So you gave a tip of $35, they're going to put in a tip of $38 and make three additional dollars. Unless you do real-time verification, most people would never ever catch that type of attack. Right, but if you do, that restaurant's going to lose your business forever. If they get caught, they will lose your business forever. But unfortunately, this has been going on for a while and many people never catch it. Oh. Well, the other thing is here, remember, when you go to a restaurant and you get the bill and you hand them the credit card, you have no idea what they're doing in the other room. You have no idea whether they're running it, whether they're capturing the information off the credit card. You have no idea. Uh, You have to trust that they're doing something that's honest. And the the unfortunate part is most restaurants and most wait staff are very, very honest. The problem is 2% is not, and it only takes 2% of dishonest people to make the rest of the 98% look bad and us to have harm caused to our credit and money lost. Well, that's something to know. Fortunately, most of the restaurants I go to are places I've been to over and over again. I know the managers and I know the owners. And I think they know if they ever tried to pull anything funky on me, they'd lose my business, not to mention possibly being charged with fraud. This is a crime. Yeah. So if a restaurant does this, the restaurant could find itself liable, not just the employee. 
I agree with you 100%, but just adding one more twist, most restaurants are a lot busier during the holiday season, and they hire short-term staff that only works there for two or three weeks during a break. So it's not the restaurant that's operating in an unethical manner. It's the staff that they might hire that are not as trustworthy as their regular wait staff. We'll have more on cybersecurity and more. Our guest is the one, the only, Dr. Eric Cole, author of Online Danger on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. If you're talking, they will hear you. Why are we getting killed like this? Kyle's not here. Got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Harsh. Hey, he knew not to drink. We've made that clear to all of our kids, right? Uh, no, not really. Bill, if we don't tell them what we expect and why they shouldn't drink, how are they going to know? Talk. They hear you. You can do it if you try. If you or someone you care about loves outdoor adventure, then check out slingbow.com for some unique holiday gift ideas. That's slingbow.com, where we have some innovative new products for the archer, hunter, or bow fishing enthusiast in your family. Now through January, use the promo code HOLIDAY to get free shipping in the U.S. or Canada. And from all of us at Slingbow Industries, have a safe, joyous, and peaceful holiday season. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We continue with Dr. Eric Cole, exploring online danger. We've talked about credit cards, online stuff. It gets crazier and crazier out there. Now, we've heard about the traditional methods of fraud here. So we have, obviously, taking information off your credit card, especially if you have direct access, adding bogus tips, compromising the card number in some way, taking advantage of some kind of identity theft. What if, then, it really gets to the point where somebody out there says, they're Gene Steinberg, And, you know, my credit's not that good, so they're not going to get a home loan. But say they did. 
someone gets a home loan under your name and they have all the information. So in theory, they're verifying when they do the credit check. What do you do if someone does that where they're running up a bill of hundreds of thousands of dollars and you're left with it? Uh, unfortunately, that's like asking what happens after you get into a bad car accident. And the answer is don't get into the accident. So in this case, it's really don't let that happen. If it does, then essentially you have to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours, potentially get lawyers involved, potentially get a lot of people involved to protect you. Because unfortunately, the laws are not in your favor today because the way the laws are written is if it's your name, if it's your social security number, if it's your information, then you're basically the one liable. And, and this is one of those things, I know we mentioned it earlier, but but I want to bring it back up because it concerns me is this whole Equifax breach is they've basically swept it under the table. They got a little slap on their hand by the government. They said, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry. And most people forgot about this. Do we realize that our social security numbers are now publicly available? This is something that we use as a way to verify and validate large-scale monetary transactions. It has now been compromised. And as far as I can tell, the government and Equifax are doing absolutely nothing to stop or protect us from being victims of this long term. But this is the world we live in. The world we live in today is our information is being compromised at an exponential rate, and we don't have a lot of control over it. Without getting too political, we also live in a political environment where they're fighting regulations. They want to get rid of two regulations for everyone added. But the problem is here, you can say regulations, regulations, horrible, horrible. Many of those are protections of safe work environments, safety to protect you from other contingencies. Does this make it worse for people now? You got me so excited I knocked the, my earpiece out and my phone went flying across the room. Well, I hope it's not broken. No, it's, fortunately, I'm in a carpeted room, so we're okay there. But, uh, but yeah, you got me so excited with regulations. But yeah, the, the problem is, to, to me, the regulations are focused on the wrong area. Like, we have the government now trying to pass all these cybersecurity laws saying this is illegal, that's illegal. If you do this or that, we're going to prosecute. The problem is that that's looking at the problem the wrong way. The reason is these hackers are not coming from within the United States. So the United States can have all of the cyber laws they want, but we are not able to prosecute them because they're coming from other countries. To me, what the government needs to do is have very, very strict penalties. If you do not have proper security, and information is compromised, we are going to come after you. My question is, why is Equifax still in business? I mean, you basically breached 100 million people's trust. You didn't do what you were supposed to. And why in the world are they still in business? And my favorite part of the story is, what did the United States government do three or four weeks after the Equifax breach? They gave Equifax a $15 million contract. I mean, talk about a slap in the face to the American people. Here you have a company that hurt us, and instead of the government penalizing them, they reward them. Yeah, that's going to show them. Okay, but the thing is, as you were saying, a lot of this is happening outside of the country. And, of course, we have a government that doesn't take seriously what the Russians have been doing. Well, last time I checked, the Russians don't pose a real threat, right? Is, is that the, the latest, latest political line? 
Well, yeah, because Putin and Trump love each other, you know. Yeah, but, but, but even then with the friendly relationship is we don't have extradition treaties with the Russians. So we have a long list of hackers. We know who they are. We know where they are. They are in Russia and Russia's not giving us permission to arrest or take action against them. Is that where most of this is happening? But most of the financial driven attacks where they're going after credit card, social security numbers was primarily from Russia. We've also seen a lot from South America, Venezuela and other areas. And then in the recent months, we've seen a big, big increase from North Korea, where it sounds like instead of them wanting to go in and destroy us, they need money to pay for all their rockets. So now they're using cyber as a funding mechanism for the country. So we've seen a huge spike in targeted individual financially driven attacks from North Korea. So Rocket Man wants our money. He doesn't want to send nuclear warheads here because then we destroy the country. And when you destroy the country, you can't take any money from them. There's no money left. Well, well, I think his plan is he wants to steal all of our money, and then when all of the money is gone, then he'll nuke us. I, I, so so I, I think he still has a two-phased approach here, but he just wants to get the money first. Okay, so as someone who has worked for the government, what would you do if you were in charge? How would you deal with cyber terror? Well, what I would do is several things. First and foremost is just like we are securing our boundaries, I would go in and build a cyber wall, right? Instead of building a real wall, I would build a cyber wall where we are limiting and controlling what can come in and out of our country. I would then also pass laws on this is the requirement. If you're going to store U.S. citizens' information, if you're going to store credit card and bank account, this is the minimal level of security that you must have. And if you don't meet this, then you're not only you're going to be fined, but you're not going to be able to stay in business. Just like we have the FTC that protects consumers against bad companies, we need a cyber version of the FTC that protects us from companies with bad security. Well, that would be a change. But they can also start with local businesses that are still using like Windows XP or something. Exactly. I mean, it's unconscionable. And the worst are doctor's offices. I guess because a lot of the software used to manage a medical practice, they're not updated properly. So you see them using these ancient software packages from years ago with impossibly horrible user interfaces and just like to get a receipt. They're going through multiple clicks and this and that. And to make matters worse, remember... This is years after Microsoft said they no longer support Windows XP. And if you ask the doctor's offices, what's going on? Why are you doing this? If they have an answer at all, it's because the software hasn't been or cannot be updated. And I think, you know what? My medical records are stored here. Now, maybe they're just physically stored. You know, they have them written down on paper. But if they are digitized, I'm in trouble. And and, like the doctor's office that I go to is the same way like yours, where it's old technology. And now what they do is after every visit, they actually email you 
email an unencrypted version of a summary of my report and I went in and complained they're like, oh, you should be happy. We're improving customer service. And I'm looking at them going, no, you're creating bigger risks for me. And they totally missed that. So you're right. We have these places with critical data and they just have no controls or guardrails in place to protect our information. They're clueless. And, you know, I get into arguments with doctor's offices when they run them inefficiently, like, you know, you have an 11 o'clock appointment at 11.45. No one said, well, the doctor has an emergency or the doctor's running behind or he booked five people not knowing that he could even serve those five people in that hour. And then you can't even trust for them to keep your data safe. Dr. Eric Cole, Online Danger. More to come on the Tech Night How Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Message and data rates may apply. 
Oh my gosh, that's Frank Thomas. No. Yes, that's him. Go ahead. Excuse me, are you Frank Thomas? Yes, I am. I bet you get recognized a lot. I was a pretty good ball player. You were? Some people thought so. Sorry, we recognize you from those Nugenics commercials. Oh yeah? That's great. So does Nugenics really work? Oh yeah, I really can feel the difference. My workouts are better and I feel a lot more energetic. I wish my husband would use Nugenics. It's so easy to get started. All you have to do is send one simple text. Text the word PRIME44 to 42424 for a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And you're going to like the difference, too. Text PRIME44 to 42424 for a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. Samples are not available in stores. Text PRIME44 to 42424. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So we're having a great time here exploring the fact that really what we should be doing is turning off our computers, Dr. Eric Cole, and using smoke signals. But then the smoke signals may be seen by a third party, and they'll be hacked. So it's, forget about it. Don't talk. <laughs> Just stop communication, exactly, and the world becomes a safe place. In the real world, is this always going to be a cat and mouse game where we have to fight the hackers we have to fight the cyber terrorists in order to keep our data safe? Or has that train left the station? We're always going to be in this fight. And the analogy I give, it's no different than our health. I don't think anybody will say they're 100% healthy. You have some issues. I have some health issues. Everybody has health issues. 100% health does not exist. So why do we exercise? Why do we eat healthy? It's not so we never get sick, it's to minimize the frequency and the impact in which we get sick. But every one of us recognizes we are going to get sick. And that's cybersecurity. 100% security doesn't exist. We need to recognize we are going to get compromised. We are going to get hacked, and we need to focus our energy on minimizing the frequency and impact. And the reason I bring that up is so many people I talk to today Go, oh, Eric, no one's going to target me. I'm not going to be hacked. It's not my responsibility. It's somebody else's responsibility to protect my data. And that's why we're in so much trouble. If people actually would embrace the fact that it's my responsibility, I am going to get hacked. How can I minimize the damage? How can I reduce the impact? That's how we start winning this game. What about governments? Do the governments, state, local, federal have more responsibility are there things they can do to improve security because i don't think that even emails are secure over there 
No, well, well, there's a few problems. One is we're using technology in ways it was never designed to be used. Email was never designed to be a file transfer mechanism, and it was never designed to be secure. It was meant to be like a postcard where anybody can look or observe the content. And now all of a sudden we are using email for very sensitive exchanges and for file transfer. And that's never how it was built. So we got to be careful of trying to take technology and use it inappropriately. And to me, the government needs to focus on penalizing companies that put us at risk as opposed to trying to pass laws that will be ineffective because the hackers do not reside in this country. All right. So should we all be sending attachments or receiving attachments from, say, a Dropbox or a Microsoft OneDrive or something? Absolutely. I I will not send or receive attachments in email. So if you send me an attachment with an email, I'll basically send you back a nice link saying, okay, here's a link that you can set up an account at my file transfer, and then you set up the account, you get verified, and you upload and download that way. Not only is it much more secure, but it also reduces overall bandwidth. And I never go in and click on links in email. If somebody sends me a message saying there's a problem with your bank, I go to the bank and log in, but I never click on links in email. If we can get people to do only two things in 2018, stop opening email attachments and stop clicking on links in email, the world will become a very, 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 very safe place very quick. So when your PR person sent me your book via email, maybe they shouldn't? I have no idea what you're talking about. There's static on the line. I didn't hear what you said. (laughs) I'll I'll have a conversation with them after this call. (laughs) I mean, it's no big deal. I'm happy to have the book. And maybe I'll have you send me a printed version if you can. I'm oh, really I definitely happy. will. I'm happy to have the book. And I've been reading a little bit of it because I only had a few hours advance notice. But it looks like you're really treating this in a way that's entertaining the people. It's not just facts and figures. I like this one chapter, okay? This may relate to what we've been talking about. We only have a couple of minutes left. Chapter 9. Is it time to become Amish? Exactly. And that goes back to your comment of do we just give up electronics and use smoke signals? But but then the joke is somebody can still hijack our horse and buggy, right, and still hijack our, our non-technical communication mechanisms. So being Amish doesn't work anymore. Well, well I, I, I guess if you're truly Amish, it will work. But I kid you not, we were up in Pennsylvania. I took the kids up there for the holiday and we're, we're looking at the Amish folks, and one of the Amish kids actually pulls out an iPhone and starts texting. I'm like, I need a picture of this, but they put it away before I could get my camera out. So, so I guess even the Amish are using technologies. They don't advertise it anymore. Is that what it's all about? I'm going to ask you one final question, because we only have about two, three minutes left. And Your smart TV, it's so smart it's collecting your data about your viewing habits. I know Vizio got dinged for this. And by the way, Vizio now puts up a big, a big statement and you're allowed to accept or reject it. So what do we do? Turn off that feature so they're not observing our viewing habits when we get the TVs with the built-in Netflix and stuff? Well, well what it always comes down to in life, it's a decision of 
functionality versus security. Every time you add functionality, you reduce your security. So the question is simple. Is that extra functionality worth the security risk? So if you sit there and tell me my ability to get my movies, get my Netflix, get the internet, upload, download, YouTube, is worth the risk of them tracking and monitoring my behavior, then leave it on. If you come back and say, no, it's not worth the risk, then turn it off. I personally turn it off because I don't think it's worth the risk. But what we need to do is instead of saying something is good or bad or secure or not secure, you always have to look at what benefit are you getting for that increased security exposure and is that security risk with, sorry, worth the extra functionality you're receiving. Right, but if you can turn off the tracking and still watch Stranger Things on Netflix, what's the difference? Exactly. So if, if there's no value to the extra functionality that increases a huge security exposure, then absolutely turn it off. Because I, that's one of the things I did. We're testing one of the Vizio smart TV sets, smartcast TV sets, and it's using Google Chromecast. So you just know there are lots of things that you can either accept or reject, and probably you're better off rejecting them. Exactly. And that's really the message. These technologies that you're getting are not secure by default. Everything is turned on. Now, the good news is they can be made secure, but you have to do it. And that's the problem I hear with people all the time. They go, oh, Eric, if I buy a new TV and I plug it in, it should be secure out of the box. It's not. So as long as you recognize that you have to take action and you have to configure the devices, the good news is there is a lot of security built in that you can take advantage of. Dr. Eric Cole, where can we find you if we want more information about the things you do? OnlineDanger.com. If you go to OnlineDanger.com, you can get a lot of free resources. You can find out information about my book, and I even have free chapters that you can download and find out more. Thank you very much, Dr. Eric Cole, for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. My pleasure. are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Most people think life insurance pays after you're dead. That's true. But did you know you can have tax-free access to your life insurance while you're still alive? You can use the life benefits of your life insurance to grow your money with certainty and guarantees. No stock market risk, no tax risk, and no penalties. Call Life Benefits if you'd like a free book about how this can be done. Call 702-660-7000. That's 702-660-7000. If you or someone you care about loves outdoor adventure, then check out Slingbow.com for some unique holiday gift ideas. That's Slingbow.com, where we have some innovative new products for the archer, hunter, or bow fishing enthusiast in your family. Now through January, use the promo code HOLIDAY to get free shipping in the U.S. or Canada. And from all of us at Slingbow Industries, have a safe, joyous, and peaceful holiday season.
It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm telling everyone how much healthy I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So we have Peter Cohen with a year ender. He is, of course, an outspoken podcaster and columnist, and he's now going to <laughs> He's going to give me a dressing down right now. Okay, so we'll start the discussion on a topic that I've come to call Throttlegate. Ugh. Gene, I hate it when people call anything gate except for Watergate. I mean, for, for one thing, the, the suffix makes no sense. You know, you can't just attach gate to something and have it make sense. Because that would be Watergate gate. 
Right, exactly. Watergate was the name of the hotel. It had nothing to do with waters or gate. You know why I do that? Antenna gate, bend gate, not bend gay. And well, you do it because everybody else does it. But whoever started this, whoever was typhoid Mary, whoever was patient zero for this, is on my list of, of people I would really like to have heart to heart with. Yeah, but you have to understand something. Unlike most of those people, I had a relative who lived at the Watergate. And I spent a night there a week before the burglary. It's a conspiracy. You obviously had something to do with the Watergate break-in. That's right. And on the way to Washington, D.C., months and months later, I heard the announcement from Nixon that he was resigning. So I had everything to do with it. Nixon resigned because of me. Everyone calls these scandals gate because I spent the night there at my late uncle's condo the week so we before should, we Watergate. Should. So I propose that instead of calling it Throttle Gate, we should call it Throttle Gene. They've been wanting to throttle me for a long time, and maybe you're just <laughs> going to get in line, I'll tell you. But let's talk about this. This is kind of absurd in a way. And the reason it's absurd and unfortunate that Apple was brought to the level of having to bow down before everyone and admit it was wrong. We know that a well-designed computing product mobile device, notebook computer, using batteries, is going to be designed to optimize performance to get maximum battery life. Sure. That's normal. Absolutely. You, know, you look at Intel's documentation about their notebook chips, AMD, it's normal. It's normal that under circumstances where they need to preserve the usefulness of the product. They're going to do tricks behind the scenes. So Apple formalized tricks behind the scenes because of reports that some of these devices would just shut down if the demands yep. were too high and the batteries were spent. It's kind of like, this is the state of battery technology. There was an article I read just the other day, maybe even this morning, mentioning the fact that even though Moore's Law, meaning that the number of transistors in a will double every two years or something, or a year and a half. We haven't made much or any advancements in battery technology. We use lithium-ion batteries, and we make them a little bit better, but other technologies are still under development, so we're stuck with what's there. And because we're stuck with what's there, the manufacturers have to make do. So, for example, Apple apparently has somewhat reduced the size of the battery in recent devices, but because of power efficiencies, you get about the same battery life, which is, you know, kind of industry average. Nothing more, nothing less. So how did Apple get caught up in this? So you've sketched out in, in pretty broad details what's going on here. You know, Apple, starting with uh, iOS 10.21, which was released this past year, early this past year, and continuing with iOS 11, Apple implemented code in the operating system that detects voltage irregularities in the battery. And if it senses that there are voltage irregularities in the battery under peak load conditions, um, it will automatically kick down the speed of the processor. The analogy that I've been using, and it's imperfect, but it, it kind of works, is sort of, sort of like in modern cars, how the onboard computer in a car will retard the operation of the engine if it senses that you're using lower octane gas than what's recommended. The problem that with this is that Apple did this without informing users that this would happen. 
they mentioned in passing that they had, you know, made some changes to to uh, smooth out operation or whatever on on devices with older batteries, but they really didn't specify what it was. And it took users of a few different tech websites to put together the pieces to figure out that Apple was kicking down the processor speed of uh, the CPU um, inside these iPhones in order to achieve this result. The net result is that if you're using an iPhone 6, uh, 6S, or a 5S, or a 7, or any of the the plus sizes that come in those models, um, and you have seen dramatically diminished overall performance under iOS 11, chances are it's nothing that you're doing, and chances are the software, the third-party apps that you've installed on your phone are not causing the problem. Chances are it's the operating system itself that's causing the problem. And the fix for this is to replace the battery with a new battery because new batteries don't exhibit this particular problem. The difficulty or the, 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 the problem that I've got with this personally as a consumer who owns one of these devices and was afflicted by this problem is that Apple did not inform me that this change was being made and I did not provide consent. So there's no informed consent on my part as the consumer to enable my V8 engine inside my iPhone to start firing on four cylinders instead of eight. I have a real problem with that. I think it's condescending and patriarchal of Apple to do. I personally think that this is Apple's worst technical fumble with the iPhone since the antenna gate um, that, that you referenced before, the you're holding it wrong scenario that we were told about. It's utterly preposterous for Apple to have implemented this feature without giving us a bloody check engine light. I don't mind that my iPhone kicked down my it kicked down its performance when it found out that it had a wonky battery. What I don't mind, what I've absolutely got no tolerance for whatsoever, is for Apple to do this without popping up a message saying, hey, buddy, you got a three-year-old battery in there. Maybe it's time to swap it out. All I'm looking for, all I'm looking for is a message from Apple letting me know that my battery needs to be replaced, and this is the result. Instead, I had to do a two-step dance. Apple has removed APIs or application programming interfaces to enable third-party developers to develop apps that actually give you a readout of what your battery life or uh, your battery capacity might be. That used to be there. They've since removed it. I couldn't figure out anything about my, my own device's battery health because Apple's removed this capability, which apparently, according to their statement, they're going to restore You know, in, in, an, in an update sometime next year. You have to use a third-party app called Coconut Battery for the Mac. It's, you know, it's, it's a donationware app. It's free to download. You can tether your Mac um, to, to your iPhone using a, USB, using a USB lightning cable, and it will give you approximate information about your, your battery state. There's also a, 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 an inexpensive app called CPU Dasher X that you can download from the App Store that will give you information about how fast the CPU in your iPhone is running. So using this combination of software, you can approximate, you know, you can understand at least a little bit about how your iPhone is performing and whether or not you might want to change the battery. I downloaded both of these apps. I installed them. I used them. I found out that my phone was operating pretty much at 600 megahertz. It's a 1.4 gigahertz phone. Well, no wonder all this stuff was operating lousily. No wonder I was having a horrible experience. My phone was operating at less than half of the clock speed that it was operating at under iOS 10. 
you know, so it's 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 a two-step process to figure this stuff out. It's a lot more work than I think, first of all, the vast majority of iPhone users are even technically capable of doing. But, you know, it's, it, it's this kind of detective work that actually led uh, people on Reddit and I forget the other site, um, to, to, to uh, Ars Technica, I think, uh, to, to, to divine that, um, that, that this was a problem. It's just, it's, it's a classic example of Apple telling the customer, you know, you don't have to worry your pretty little head about these things. And all of a sudden the customer realizing, no, as a matter of fact, Apple, I do. And well, it's you, really rude of you not to let me know this. We'll go into this in more detail in our next segment. I won't call it Throttlegate. I just did. Peter Cohen doesn't like that. This Throttle Gene. This is the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R O C K O I D S dot com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. 
Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. We're talking here about Apple's decision to run a nanny state in iOS and to do probably something that is correct to do which is to optimize the performance with a spent battery to lower the clock speed, to make it run a little slower, to make it run correctly. The problem is they didn't tell us. Now, there is a $1.99 app called Battery Health that I'm running that apparently still works on my iPhone with the current OS. It doesn't give you much information. Basically, it gives you battery wear level display. That's it. And there's other information out the battery, but it's just more about how much you've used of your existing charge and all that sort of thing and the estimated time remaining. But in terms of battery health, you get one display, battery wear level. Contrary, and this is really strange considering what Apple did, if you have a Mac notebook and you bring up your battery life indicator in the menu bar you hold on the option key it'll tell you whether the battery is healthy or not you can bring up the system information and learn how many charge cycles it's registered to get an idea of what you have left you get some information about battery wear levels so apple could always have done this and i agree with you peter that all they had to do would be to do what they do when they go into low battery mode when you get 20% or below battery life remaining, and you get a warning, you have the option to go into a low power mode to preserve battery life. Very clearly displayed. So why can't they give you a battery health display in the same way, which is we hope they're going to do, saying your battery may be in need of replacement to preserve reliable performance. We've cut whatever. We've optimized well, that's exactly performance. What- that's exactly what they're doing, but it's closing the, the, the barn doors after the horse already got out. You know, That's they, right. they should have done this from the start. And by the way, that functionality, that check engine light I'm talking about, has been on the Mac for a number of years. When your MacBook's battery fails to charge adequately, you are told in the menu bar 
service battery. A message pops up or letting you know that your battery is no longer operating correctly. So you don't even have to hit the option button or anything like that. If there's a problem with your battery, your Mac will proactively let you know about it. Yeah, we understand that. It's been available in your Mac notebook. Instead, Apple is forced to go into defensive mode to defend itself. And everything it's done is because it didn't take the time to be simply proactive. How many days of programming would it have taken to put up a prompt saying your battery may be in need of replacement? What's the big deal? Why did they have to do it this way? So now, of course, people learn about this. Apple admits to the practice because that's what they're doing. They honestly admit to the practice. But then, of course, they're facing class action lawsuits. Exactly right. It's it's just it's a mess. It's, it's dumb and it didn't have to happen. I really hope whoever is responsible for this at Apple loses their job because I don't think there's any excuse for it. And, you know, I look, I, I'm not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. I realize that this isn't equivalent to Lenovo installing key logger malware on their laptops from the factory. You know, I understand that this isn't the same as VW um, altering the results of diesel engine output in order to, to fake environmental reports. I understand that this is not equivalent to dumping thousands of uh, of gallons of of, of crude oil uh, into the ground. It, it, in, the, in the scope of corporate malfeasance, this is pretty minor, all things considered. But I think the disproportionate reaction to this, uh, from especially from 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 Apple consumers like like myself, is because we expect better of Apple. We hold Apple to a higher standard than we do to Exxon Mobil or to Volkswagen or to other companies. Because in many cases, not in mine, I've uh, you know like Eugene, I've used um, Apple devices for decades. But in many cases, people come to the iPhone. Because they have such a poor experience with Android or, you know, in some cases with Windows Phone or BlackBerry or whatever, however far it goes back, you know, and and they come to the iPhone because they know Apple's reputation and they hear Apple's marketing about how consumer focused they are and how, you know, customer oriented they are. So to see the mea culpa that Apple's come up with and Tim Cook's defensive tone about, you know, oh, we're not trying to push you into buying new phones. No, you know what, guys? Sorry, you, you burned your bridges. You know, you know, it's one thing to, to, to talk the talk, but let's see you walk the walk. Just one thing about the Volkswagen, it's a little bit more nuanced than what you said. When these diesel cars were put on a dynamometer to measure emissions. So the emission controls work fine. But as soon as you took the car off this instrument and drove it on real roads, it turned them off again. And it was spewing up to 40 times more particulates than the law allows. It was gumming up the atmosphere. Around the world, 11 million Volkswagen vehicles were impacted. But the thing we learn more about that, just very quickly before we get back to Apple and its transgressions, is that most diesel engines have similar problems. And other companies, Fiat Chrysler was fined to a much lesser degree, were doing the same sort of nonsense in one way or another to make those diesel engines pass emissions tests. The reason they were discovered in the U.S. is because the requirements are more stringent than in Europe. But it went on everywhere, and that's why diesel engines in cars and SUVs, history. They're going to go away. So that's 
A big and well, VW deserved to have to pay thirty billion dollars. I like VWs. I own a VW, but they deserved everything they got. And the people who are going to be put in jail, and a few of them are, for pulling this, which is endangering public health. Absolutely. They, I mean, they I don't deserve want to, I don't want to, going to jail. I can think of a few other people, but then we get into politics. Back to Apple. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to minimize this or the the VW thing, but my point stands that the scope of 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 what apple's done is is a little different and you know my my point was mainly talking about the disproportionate response from users who have been affected by this a lot of users don't care and you know a, a certain number of users uh, of iphone users are saying so you put a new a new um a new battery in your phone get over yourself you know it, it's it, there are a lot of different ways to take this from my own perspective as somebody who has written volumes about these things has talked about them for years has used apple products since the mid 80s trying to troubleshoot this was was no small feat and it took me well i mean from literally from the day that i installed ios 11 i noticed a performance degradation on my device that i couldn't isolate and i tried so much stuff i spent so many hours trying to fix it i nuked and paved my device i you know i i I nuked network settings i nuked i I reset all settings on it i restored from backup i did all the things that you're supposed to do to fix this and i could not fix it and i was just living with the expectation that okay well ios 11 i guess really ups ups the the performance uh, expectations of the device that it's on and i just i've got to live with you know device a device that's really kind of edge case right now it turned out that my device was malfunctioning the entire time but Apple didn't bother to tell me that, you know, and that that's what upsets me about the, the most about it. Now I've got a device that that's that's working okay. I ended up paying to have my battery swapped out, and I'm I'm not um, unhappy that I did. Well, okay, let me ask you about that here. Apple's going to charge twenty nine dollars starting in late January. This makes no sense to me the way they're doing it. But what did you spend to have the battery replaced on your iPhone? Well, if you go to an Apple store, it costs you seventy nine dollars. Right. I had mine done locally because an it, that an Apple store, the closest Apple store to me, is an hour's drive. So that's two hours of travel time, all the gas involved, um, uh, making an appointment at a busy store that, quite frankly, I don't want to go to any more than I absolutely have to. All for the privilege of spending an extra uh, an, an extra twenty dollars compared to what I can get it done locally. So I had my local guy do it um, for sixty. Uh, and between, you know, 50 and 60 is, is typically, you know, what getting a battery, um, swapped out is going to cost. Apple is going to do it for 29. Uh, the way that I'm, I'm looking at it, that basically covers their, their labor cost and involved in, in, in doing this more than anything. Um, but the, 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 the thing I really, what aggravates me about this is that you have to wait until the end of January to get the price, the $29 price. In, in the interim, you've got to live with a crippled phone for another month. It was worth it to me to pay the 60 and just get it done with. You see, that's also stupid. It should take effect yesterday, number one. If you replaced your battery at the full price now, Apple sends you a coupon. That's what they should be doing. Let me go on, but we'll do it in our next segment. We have Peter Cohen, and he is hopping mad. He cannot take it anymore, so he just went to his window. He opened the window, and he screamed those words at the top of his lungs. No, he didn't. This is the Tech Night Out Live. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Welcome back to Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, it's Uncle Gene. Yeah, it's him. Any case, I agree with Peter, actually, about this. Apple should... Make that policy in effect immediately. If you replaced your battery in the last 30 days, you get a refund. Doesn't matter where you did it. Send them the receipt. And why should it end at the end of December? Because it sounds to me like they're just going to mollify you. Mollify the peasants, make them feel good, go get your batteries replaced for $29. What about 2019? If you're going to do this, Apple can afford it. Make it $29 for the rest of time. On the other hand, you have to think also, All these companies that do battery replacements on smartphones, they're going to lose money to match Apple because they don't have the volume. The company that charged you, what, $59 to replace your iPhone battery, I'm sure they make a profit, but not a huge profit on something like that. It's labor intensive. It's not easy to pull those things apart and replace the battery. Oh, so, sure it is. It takes 10 minutes to replace an iPhone battery. Does it? 10 minutes really? or less. Absolutely. If they have the right gigaws, they can do it pretty If they quickly. don't have the right tools, then they shouldn't be doing it in the first place. But that's their problem, not mine. It takes 10 minutes. All right. It takes 10 minutes. Okay. Big deal. Then we have a batteries plus bulb store here. It does it for $59. Right. So I understand here that Apple is in this peculiar place where suddenly they're undercutting third-party dealers in a very serious way where the third-party dealer 
will lose money to match Apple for this year. So maybe that's why it's temporary. On the other hand, Apple kind of put themselves in this position because they were foolish enough not to put up a simple prompt. It's not that what they're doing is wrong. It is the messaging that Apple doesn't tell customers in full detail sometimes what they're doing. Even release notes for software updates, they're pathetic. They really are. Yeah, you know, there's there's just there's so much to unpack here that 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 just rings so hollow for those of us, you know, who have invested a lot of of time and uh, effort watching the way that Apple handles these things. That I think that there's 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 ripe fodder for criticism uh, for months out of this, and uh, we're certainly not going to touch on all of it during the show today, but. This is, like I said, it was just it's it's been very badly mishandled from Apple, and I, I sincerely hope that uh, this is not indicative of the way the company is is going to be doing business in the future. Because if it is, this is the sort of thing that loses you customers and gets you a really ugly reputation in the business. On the other hand, the key here is that Apple didn't wait long before setting up this policy. And I hope they're chastened by it. The fact they're going to provide a battery health indicator of some sort in an iOS update this coming year says to me, they learned their lesson, just like they're learning their lesson about the Mac. They were giving the Mac short shrift for whatever reason that Jonathan Ive was spending too much time building a spaceship campus and not watching over the troops. Whatever caused them to fall down on the job and upgrading Macs They seem to have gotten the message. The last quarter, Mac sales were up by 10%. So obviously they got the message by doing the bad thing, how to do the right thing. Now, the thing is about a corporation, it's not that everything they do is perfect. Obviously, this was a screw up. It's how they do the damage control. And I think whatever you say about it, I think they're doing the right thing to respond get the batteries out into the hands of customers for less money, for really a token price almost, and also to make sure that they're going to have that update. So for the future, people will know what's going on with their iPhones and their iPads, and this won't happen again. And that's the thing. If a corporation makes a mistake, how does it do damage control? And I think Apple probably did the right thing. What else would we expect them to do? Say batteries are free forever. Can you imagine them being sued by third-party companies saying, wait a minute, antitrust, antitrust? That's true. And I mean, you touched earlier, Gene, on one of the key problems here in that um, Apple is making these increasingly sophisticated devices um, that are are just capable of so many things. And I mean, you know, with the iPhone 10 and the iPhone 8, for example, the processor that's inside those uh, can can match uh, in in many cases what a Mac processor can do. That's really kind of a remarkable achievement for Apple, um, for Apple's design on the silicon level. They're becoming more and more sophisticated. But the problem is that, and this isn't a problem unique to Apple. This is the same problem um, that every company um, that relies on rechargeable battery technology has, is that that technology is not developing very quickly at all. Um, and there, there are physical reasons for why that's the case. It's, it's not because companies aren't investing R&D in uh, trying to, uh, you know, improve the storage, uh, um, power storage technology. God knows that they are. And, and I mean, you know, we, we've, we've seen a lot of improvements, but there are just physical limitations 
right now based on how materials are extracted and used, um, you know, and, and how battery technology works that, that just makes it not progressing very fast. So you know, the net result is that you've got designs like the MacBook Pro, for example, or the new MacBook. The new MacBook is a great case in point because Apple crammed as much battery capacity as it could into that device. And the way that they did it was designing custom battery packs that make up or, or that use up every available um, uh, bit of internal space in the MacBook. But the downside is that the battery is no longer a single replaceable component like it was five years ago on MacBook Pros of that era, pre-Retina MacBook Pros, or you know the older style MacBooks for that matter. So if your battery needs to be serviced or replaced, that requires the entire top case of the MacBook Pro or the MacBook to be replaced. So instead of losing $150 and whatever the cost of installation might be for a new battery for your MacBook or your MacBook Pro, it's now a, a multi-hundred dollar thing because they're not just replacing the battery. They're replacing the keyboard and the trackpad because the entire top case is integrated with the battery pack and that entire thing needs to be replaced. They don't, just don't do a single component replacement anymore. That is as much a problem that Apple has created for itself by continuing its focus on ever thinner, ever more elegant, ever more futuristic designs um, than it does with battery itself. So I'm not going to blame the lithium-ion battery makers for that. That's, that's Apple's responsibility. But unfortunately, the net result is that consumers end up paying more because those design decisions are impacted by um, technology that Apple doesn't control. What may help improve battery technology is that more and more electric cars are being built. And the limitation, yes. and all you have there, it's like taking, what, 10,000 iPhone batteries and putting them in a box, and now you're driving a car. Whatever it is, you understand what I mean. It's basically the same technology scaled up to manage a motor vehicle that weighs 4,000 pounds and to keep it going exactly. for two or 300 miles before it has to be recharged. And the recharging process is very inefficient. So right now, I think in terms of electric cars, they're probably maybe 50% of the way there. I mean, you can get some really great cars. I read the reviews of this Tesla Model 3. If they can actually get decent production of those things, it'll be a great car. It's going to cost you the same as a BMW 3, by the way. It's not inexpensive. It starts at 35 and goes up to 60000 or 50000 It's like a BMW 3. Look at the pricing for a BMW Model 3 in the U.S. The Tesla Model 3... Similar price, similar size vehicle, although I guess it has more room. The thing here is with electric cars, they are being throttled, there's that word again, by the same problems that Apple has, that Samsung has, that all these companies have. Making batteries last longer, provide more power in a smaller package, and last longer. And the magic bullet right now is imagine that you could take an electric car, drive it four or 500 miles and recharge it in 10 minutes. That'd be a worthy goal, wouldn't it? Right now, I think you can get up to 300 miles and it takes, even with the most elaborate high energy charging systems, maybe a half hour or overnight at your home. Now, imagine, like I said, four or 500 miles, charge in 10 minutes. That's still way beyond what they can do now, but maybe 10, 20 years from now, 
the fact that there's so much more investment, they'll find a way. More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. People search the internet for everything, including you. With a few clicks, information from your past can be quickly discovered. From business deals gone wrong, to misleading reviews, negative articles, and unflattering images. Studies show 78% of people search for someone online before doing business with them. Will they find the real you? With ReputationDefender.com, you can establish a positive internet presence. ReputationDefender.com pioneered the field with over a decade of experience, serving thousands of successful individuals and businesses. We use patented, award-winning systems to boost positive content and suppress negative material. Don't let the internet define you. Take control of your reputation today with ReputationDefender.com. For your quick, free reputation analysis, call 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771, 800-831-0771, or visit reputationdefender.com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. ID Stronghold wallets are different. They may look the same on the outside. They're stylish. They'll hold your cards and cash. But they're hiding something great on the inside. No, there are no pyrotechnics. And it doesn't sing when you open it. But it does have magical powers. ID Stronghold wallets protect your critical information and identity from thieves standing right next to you. Protect your family this holiday season with affordable leather ID Stronghold wallets and purses. Anyone can buy a cheap RFID scanner online and snag your information just by walking past you. Contactless credit cards, debit cards, even your work ID badge. ID Stronghold was the first to pioneer RFID blocking technology over 12 years ago. Secure your identity and save 10% by using coupon code PRESENT for a limited time at IDStronghold.com. That's coupon code PRESENT, also available at Walmart.com, eBay, Amazon, or QVC. IDStronghold.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands, and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement, and I'm telling you, 
There's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So, Peter Cohen. Speaking of battery technology, I don't yes, see anything on the horizon right now. Do you? You know, I've, I've read some some reports. You know, some that that researchers are doing on improving uh, charge capacity and batteries using new materials and so on. But there's nothing imminent. There's nothing coming out in the next year or two that's really going to reshape the market. You're right. The advancement in, in technology is moving a lot slower for batteries than it is in certain other aspects of of, uh, of smartphone and mobile device use. I read here, and I was doing some online research as Peter was talking, about different startups with different ideas for batteries. And the problem they always run into is not just doing something in the lab that seems to work, but scaling it up to manufacturing it at a cost-effective rate. And to be cost-effective, it can't cost much more or any more than a current battery. I mean, if you were to get an iPhone, for example, instead of the battery lasting, what, 10 hours, 12 hours at reasonable consumption and would last 36 hours, but you had to spend $200 more for that iPhone, would you buy it? No. Right. That's the problem. The problem is, can they improve battery life, allow for more charges, whatever, and keep the battery same size and the price within the same range? And that's the big problem. Mm -hmm. Not that it's going to stop Apple from doing stupid things or any company. Apple did a stupid thing. They're paying for it. And they're doing it very quickly. They didn't let this story fester. The message was starting to get out of control. There was this lawsuit in France charging planned obsolescence, which is a crime in France, by the way. I think Apple reached the point where they just had to do something. And what they did obviously resolves the issue, certainly. But I hope they learned that they screwed up badly. Yeah, I think it's um, Hanlon's razor that sa says, it's an old aphorism that says, um, never attribute to malice what can be adequately explained by stupidity. I think that conspiracy theorists, just in general, when, when you start spouting conspiracy theories, you're admitting to everybody that you're an idiot who doesn't understand how things work. I definitely think that that's the case here where people you know, are shouting planned, uh, planned obsolescence. I've got absolutely no patience for that nonsense. But I do think that Apple compounded a critical series of mistakes by making some unwise design decisions and, and not understanding completely how their own technology uh, would work under those circumstances. You know, where the ultimate responsibility for it lies, I have no idea. It's not really, at the end of the day, that important. Apple is making good somewhat on this, you know, by offering people a steep discount to get their battery swapped out. I'm going to be very interested to see how they handle situations with people who, like me, who decided to go the third-party route instead of the Apple-authorized route. 
I, as I said in the previous segment, I have my reasons for not doing it. I didn't want to have to drive. I didn't want to make an appointment at a busy store. I didn't want to have to wait around. I could get mine serviced by a local guy I trust. But Apple is generally very intolerant of third-party service occurring to its devices. Now, this is a three-year-old phone that's long out of warranty. Even if I had Apple Care Plus on it when I first bought it, that would have expired more than a year ago now. So I had nothing to lose by going to a local vendor and having this done. Whether or not that means that I will be invalidated if I walk into an Apple store three months from now and say, hey, you know what? I got a third-party battery installed in my phone, but I'd really like an Apple genuine replacement part. And hey, you know, I'm willing to pay 29 bucks for it, whatever, but I just want you guys to do the service. We'll see what they do. In the past, if you tried something like that, Apple and uh, Apple authorized service providers will actually turn you away and say, no, you've already had your phone service somewhere else that isn't Apple authorized. It's we can't guarantee any work goodbye. I think that they're going to have to eat it on this one. They certainly can afford to do so. Yes, they certainly can. And remember now, we just cut the corporate income taxes. They have no excuses. They're <laughs> going to make billions of dollars to be able to spend with corporate buybacks. I mean, you're not hearing from Apple. Oh, we're going to hire more people. Everybody's going to get a 10% wage increase. In fact, let me give you this quick story. It's about technology because it's a tech company. AT&T gets publicity. They're giving a $1,000 Christmas bonus because of the pending tax cut. That money that, 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 that they are giving their employees was already agreed to with, with, with the union negotiation. It has nothing to do with the tax cut whatsoever. That is spin. That's what a lot of these companies are doing. They're using it just like when companies were going to open a new plant they worked with the administration to say, he did it, you see? And this is not about tax cut. Also, the union is freaking because 2,000 people are losing their jobs. Yep. They're getting pink slips. AT&T, I don't have a lot of use for. I've criticized them on the show. They'll never advertise. I am an AT&T customer, and there are several reasons for that. And the first reason is that they give me a discount because I'm a member of AARP. I get a discount on my basic service of 20%. When I do that, and then I compare the price I'm paying with AT&T, which still gives you very good connection performance in the places I go to, T-Mobile can't match it. And T-Mobile's got something going on too, a scam that if you auto pay, credit card, checking account, whatever, auto pay your monthly bill, normally it's like $5 reduction. Here, it's a $15 reduction. So the only way to get a really good price from T-Mobile would be to agree to always use auto pay. So if I miss one month, I have to pay $15 more? Forget about it. So that's why I'm at AT&T. And of course, if I live in a place where I could get satellite and I can't get satellite here because of the way this place is designed, it's wired by Cox and they do everything they can with the obstacles to prevent me from getting satellite from Dish Network or AT&T. I would probably get Dish Network because AT&T's customer support has really gotten bad. Worse than ever. It was average. And then after the merger with DirecTV, the pits, man, the pits. Let's talk about a fairly popular item on the Christmas shopping list, which is, of course, 4K TVs. And as our listeners know, I made an arrangement with Vizio to send me a 55-inch 2017 M-Series TV, and all they asked me to do was review it. As long as I review it, not what I said, because they know me better than that, they're happy to send it. They know they're going to get a review one way or the other, and I guess they feel confident enough in their product. 
to make it happen. Now, the Vizio M-Series TV has Google Chromecast built in. And the reason I'm going to bring this to Apple TV, which is where I want you to get involved then. It has Google Chromecast built in. And what they do is they install like 10, 12 apps by default in the set. It has an Ethernet port, Wi-Fi and everything. So you can get your signal. Most of them are available by pushing a button on the remote. And the big ones are there, like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime Video. So, you know, it's probably what most people need or want. If you want the rest, what you have to do is install Vizio's SmartCast app on your Android or iOS device. You pair it by Wi-Fi. And when you do that, you can operate the set from your phone. Then you can cast any app in the Google Chromecast system to your set. And therefore, you get like thousands. What about the Apple TV? More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Most people think life insurance pays after you're dead. That's true. But did you know you can have tax-free access to your life insurance while you're still alive. You can use the life benefits of your life insurance to grow your money with certainty and guarantees. No stock market risk, no tax risk, and no penalties. Call Life Benefits if you'd like a free book about how this can be done. Call 702-660-7000. That's 702-660-7000. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. Attention, type 2 diabetics. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA has 
warned that Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR and other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes cause an increased role in amputations of the toes, feet, and legs. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-475-7607. That's 800-475-7607. Again, 800-475-7607. Call now. This is an advertisement paid non-attorney spokesperson. www.injuryhelpdesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Hello, my name is Marjorie Wildcraft. I'm the founder of The Grow Network, which is an online community of people who produce their own food and medicine. We are really into backyard self-reliance. If you want this lifestyle, I suggest your first step be to learn some basic home medicine. Just the other day, my 18-year-old son came to me and said, Mama, I got a sore throat. Can you fix me up? And I said, Sure, Ryan. And in about 24 hours, he was better. The best home medicine for you to start out with is garlic. It's an amazing natural antibiotic, and I can show you how to use garlic to handle ear infections, sore throats, colds, and flus. As a way for you to get to know a little bit more about me and the Grow Network, I've written up an easy introduction on how to use garlic. It's at gcnwellness.com. Now, the station manager told me that I needed to say the URL at least twice, even though it feels kind of weird. But if you're interested in backyard self-reliance, you are one of us. Go to www.gcnwellness.com and let's connect up. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So here we are, Vizio M Series, 55-inch. If you want to buy one at $6.99, they're discounts. They sent it to me for review. Hey, such a deal. Anyway, Google Chromecast built in. The question is here is I have an Apple TV. I could, if I had spare $179 or $159 at eBay, you can get a discount there, buy a 4K Apple TV. But the only advantage I get is that I could rent movies from iTunes rather than other services like Vudu, which is owned by Walmart at the same price, or cast my content from my iPhone or my Mac. If I'm not doing that or playing games online, which I'm not, I have no reason to buy a third-party streamer anymore. It's built into the set. I don't need an Apple TV 4K anymore. No need. I mean, what? Has Siri? Big deal. I'm still just watching Netflix and Hulu, maybe, and Amazon Prime. So they've already taken away potential sales from third-party streamers. I'm sure Vizio has got a deal with Google where they pay them a piece of the action or something, and they get access to your TV viewing habits unless you say no, that kind of thing. There's also a manufacturer called TCL that makes Roku-equipped sets. So where is Apple's market here? Unless you're using the Apple ecosystem, isn't Apple losing out to these TV manufacturers? Well, in the case of the Apple 4K specifically, um, Apple will tell you that the viewing experience in the 4K is better because it supports HDR. So Um, does the Chromecast with Netflix. Because let me finish, Gene. Don't step on me. 
Why not? <laughs> Go ahead. But the, the, the key thing that you that, that you said is the reason for the Apple TV to exist to begin with, and that's because you're part of the Apple ecosystem. If you're using Apple products, if you're already using an iPhone or already using a Mac and you've made purchases in, in iTunes over the years, or if you've downloaded movies uh, from iTunes, or if you're an Apple Music subscriber, there's one way for you to get that content on your TV right now, and that is you know, to, to use an Apple TV. The killer app for the Apple TV has always been that it makes your television or your home entertainment system an extension of your Apple experience. The Apple TV 4K and, you know, the fourth generation Apple TV as well, uh, both have lots of apps that you can download for them, including games and, you know, the, 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 the Siri remote, which is really kind of a cool feature too. And, uh, you know, certain other bells and whistles that, that and, you know, lots of apps that you can download for different channels like Netflix or Hulu or you know, Amazon Prime now, you know, that that's, that's just great. And you're absolutely right. If you've got a smart TV that Chromecasts or that does these other things, there may be a very limited reason why all those other ancillary functions that, that are built into the Apple TV may be of use to you. But the real killer thing is because the Apple TV lets you use your Apple content on your TV. That's how I use mine. You know, I rarely, as a matter of fact, even Comcast is caught up with its X1 box. You know, I can I can watch uh, Netflix content on that. So my my use for the Apple TV is is diminished. Even though I don't have a smart TV, my use of the Apple TV is really diminished uh, as far as that's concerned. Amazon Prime Video is is kind of giving me a little bit more life, and and some of the other services that I subscribe to that I can only access to the Apple TV are, are helpful as well. But really. I would say, you know, in the course of a week, if my Apple TV is on for 10 hours, eight hours of that is spent streaming content from another Apple device like my Mac or my iPhone. Maybe I'm listening to a podcast on my iPhone, or maybe I'm uh, listening to music on my iPhone, or maybe I'm watching a video on my Mac that I prefer to watch on my TV. I can do all that with the Apple TV seamlessly, very easily. I can't do that with those other devices. So Apple will always have a leg up with the Apple TV as far as that concerned. But I can't disagree with you, Gene. I think that smart TVs, especially over the past couple of years, have gotten much more sophisticated. And what's more, what's more, uh, different companies are, are, are not sitting down when it comes to connecting home entertainment devices together. You know, I was um, shopping for a new Blu-ray player uh, over the weekend, and I discovered that almost all of the Blu-ray players that you can buy, including cheap ones, like $60 Blu-ray players, have Wi-Fi built into them and have apps built into them like YouTube and like Netflix and so on. There's a new generation now of Ultra HD Blu-ray players. Mm -hmm. They're not the cheapest ones. They're not the $60 player. They're the $160 player or higher. But you have a handful of them right now. Of course, they'll have built-in apps. It's the same thing. If you get a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray player, no doubt the apps it provides will also support 4K and HDR. So yeah, there's many different ways to get this. And as you say, if you have an investment in Apple's ecosystem, but also you have content from iTunes that you want to stream, well, I have an Apple TV, you know, a third generation, not 4K, obviously. I looked at my repository of movies from iTunes. I have Jason Bourne, which I don't think is 4K. The Expendables 3, because I got it free. The price for renting that movie was the same as buying it, so I bought it. I've got the new Ghostbusters movie, 
and Gross Point Blank with John Cusack, where he plays this hitman is looking for a better life or something. That's it. That's all I have in iTunes that I bought. Most of the time, I don't buy movies. And in the past where I've bought movies, I'll buy a Blu-ray. I still like a solid, a solid disc. And the quality is still better than streaming. So I don't have enough of an investment. I'm not listening to music on my TV set. My TV set is playing TV content. In short, sure. you see my point, Peter, that my particular viewing circumstance, I don't need an Apple TV, really. I only need an Apple TV 4K. I just have a handful of movies. I guess they're available for free downloads in 4K, but it's not worth the cost. I mean, I could buy those movies because they're older titles and still pay less than $179. What say you? Well, you've run into kind of the, the, the classic issue um, that, and as you know, Gene, uh, from our many discussions, I used to sell these things. You know, it, 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 I've, I've had a number of careers over the years, including a, a stint at an Apple authorized uh, uh, sales and service provider. Um, and when a customer came in, would come in and ask me, uh, or would tell me straight up, I don't need an Apple TV, why should I get one? My response, or I don't need an iPad, or I don't need an iPhone, or I don't need a Mac. My response would be, yeah, you probably don't. If 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 that's your attitude, then you probably don't. You know, if you, if you don't think that you need one, you don't. Um, I, I, I can't tell you um, why you would want to get an Apple TV specifically. I can only really outline the the general use cases for it. And I don't think that Apple TVs are right for everyone. You know, I don't think that everybody who uses an iPhone or a Mac um, or an iPad needs an Apple TV in their life. You know, maybe um, being able to stream that content from uh, your device to your, your home entertainment system is that compelling or important a reason. Um, but, you know, th- there it is. Uh, Apple TVs are also crucial as HomeKit begins to get more uh, 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 get more play um, as well because uh, Apple TVs kind of serve as, as uh, the de facto hub if you're away and uh, you want to uh, communicate with your HomeKit devices. So there, there's some advantage to the Apple TV beyond just using it with your TV. But um, it, again, it's it's a niche device, and I, I think that's reflected in the sales too. I mean, you know, Apple sells a lot of Apple TVs, but um, uh, you know, it's it, it, the Apple TV. You know, in terms of uh, the the ecosystem that it's part of, you know, the streaming set top box is is uh, you know the, those Roku devices that you mentioned um, are very popular as well. Uh, you know, the Fire Stick, uh, Google Chromecast. It is an increasingly complicated and nuanced market that addresses many different consumer uh, demands beyond what just Apple users might like. We've got more to come. One more segment with Peter Cohen on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. 
You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sights on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home? And you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. If you or someone you care about loves outdoor adventure, then check out Slingbow.com for some unique holiday gift ideas. That's Slingbow.com, where we have some innovative new products for the archer, hunter, or bow fishing enthusiast in your family. Now through January, use the promo code HOLIDAY to get free shipping in the U.S. or Canada. And from all of us at Slingbow Industries, have a safe, joyous, and peaceful holiday season. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl, live 
with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So we're talking about Peter Cohn here, and as he points out, if you have content and a commitment to Apple's ecosystem, and you have a reason to want to use an Apple TV 4K, it's worth the investment. If you have, like me, a handful of movies that you can probably buy in 4K form for less than $179, you can keep the change and not bother to buy that. Now, there may come a time when there is, but as you see with better smart TV sets and smart gear and the availability of other and cheaper devices, even if Apple is giving you a slightly better streaming picture with better quality HDR, I think a lot of people aren't going to care. And I think Apple has to find a way to really differentiate itself, or maybe they feel they're selling enough Apple TV 4Ks now that it doesn't matter. I know they recently started selling them again over at Amazon, that Amazon Prime Video, the app is now available on Apple Gear. So I guess they're doing that. Except that when you try to buy an Apple TV 4K from Amazon, it always seems to be out of stock. Maybe it's available now. Okay, the 64 gigabyte version, temporarily out of stock. It's never been in stock. But if you buy the 32 gigabyte version, I can't even see why you need the 64, really, unless you have this great investment in downloading games. That one is in stock. They'll deliver it Tuesday, January 2nd. So, But before Christmas, you couldn't get one. What does Apple do? Or do they care about doing anything to get Apple TV into more homes, make it more indispensable? No, I don't think that Apple TV is a device that needs to be indispensable uh, for users. Like I said, you know, I I think that uh, it's a niche device. I think that it's certainly got some practical benefits for Apple users that you're not going to find from other streaming boxes. Um, And, you know, we can argue qualitative experience compared to other products as well. But, um, you know, at at the end of the day, um, Apple's going to sell as many as, as consumers want. You know, Amazon availability notwithstanding, you can walk in any Apple store or, you know, a place where you can buy Apple products um, like a Best Buy and you can buy one of these things right off the shelf today. So it's not an issue of scarcity at all. That's for sure. Apple will continue to refine and, and develop the Apple uh, the Apple TV, I'm sure. And uh, uh, we'll see ultimately where it goes. But, you know, the Chromecast to Fire Stick to Roku to Apple TV, it's not an apples to apples comparison, if you'll pardon the pun. Each of these devices works a little bit different provides a different user experience and ties into different ecosystems in different ways. I think that there's uh, there's enough food at the buffet table for everyone. You just got to find the right product for, for your particular niche. I just wonder how Apple's new TV programming will enter into the picture here. So right now they're spending supposedly a billion dollars on original programming. Now, understand Netflix is spending $6 billion in 2017, maybe $7 billion in 2018. So Apple is basically barely getting its feet wet. But they got three shows so far that we hear about. We hear about the reboot of Amazing Stories from Steven Spielberg, this Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon show about morning television, which I'm sure three or four people might like. And then, you know, it's just personal opinion. And then the Ronald D. Moore sci-fi series. so Which is what I'm interested in. 
All right, because Ronald D. Moore does quality stuff. What if the space program was not cut back after the moon landings? If we did what they predicted, I guess, in 2001, we'd keep going to Mars and beyond. What would have happened? That would be a fascinating story. I like that what if concept. That sounds interesting. Okay, so one out of three, that's fine. But what, what does Apple do in offering this? How is it offered? Is it offered as part of Apple Music? So it becomes Apple Music and Video, which is a way to differentiate from Spotify in a really big way. Or does it become a separate service? How will it be offered? Well, that's the the million-dollar question. You know, I mean, how many different streaming services can there be? One of the problems that I've got right now as a consumer of this stuff is that I've got a limited budget for entertainment each month. And I'm already tithing income to Comcast um, to provide basic internet connectivity and, frankly, the suite of shows and premium channels or the the content that I'm looking for. I have a little bit more, so I throw some at Netflix every month, and I also throw a little bit at a service called Crunchyroll because I'm very fond of Japanese animation, and they have it. But beyond that, I really ratchet down what I spend uh, on streaming services. I'm a lifelong trekker, Gene. I skipped getting CBS All Access to watch Discovery because it just wasn't worth it to me. You know, I, I didn't want to pay another service for what amounted to one show. And I know that CBS All Access has other content that I would get access to, but I don't want to pay that much to watch what I'm interested in specifically. I don't subscribe to Hulu, so I've missed out on stuff like The Handmaid's Tale because uh, it's only available through Hulu. And uh, what I really worry about is that there's this increasing balkanization, if you will, of the media landscape. And, you know, with, you know Disney and, and Fox's pending merger could reshape that radically. Uh, we know that Disney is already pulling Marvel content and its own content from, from Netflix in preparation of rejiggering that for its own service. That is another example of what I'm talking about. I really feel as a consumer like it's the death of a thousand cuts. You know, there's only so much I can be expected to pay every month to get access to the content I want. You know what? If you're going to make it difficult or if you're going to make it expensive for me, I can do without your content. I'm already drowning in good shows. I don't need to pay more to get more more shows. God, Netflix alone has more than I could ever watch at this point. You raise the same point that I think about right now. I had to swap my DVR because it went bad. I had 27 hours of shows on the previous one. And what I've done is I've gone back and used On Demand to catch up on most of them. And then I realized that maybe a third of them I didn't want to watch. Yeah. So I didn't bother. I'm almost caught up now. and I can just start watching the new stuff. The point being here is there's so much stuff out there to watch. I haven't caught Stranger Things yet. The final season of Longmire, this drama about a Wyoming detective that I like, which has Katie Sackhoff from Battlestar Galactica plays a... Starbuck! And she's also on Flash as one of the villains. I don't have time to watch all this stuff. I'm assuming that between now and the middle of January, where shows are still on their winter hiatus, I'll catch up and then I'll start again. I don't need another streaming service. I wonder how many people really do, and I wonder about the hubris involved. On the other hand... It's possible here that Disney will roll all this into Hulu. They'll take over Hulu. They're one of the owners, and they're buying Fox, apparently, which is another owner of Hulu, and have one larger, more comprehensive service to compete against Netflix. That would be a way to do it, although I still wouldn't have time to watch the shows. And then CBS All Access, if I want to watch a Good Wife spinoff and the Star Trek Discovery show. It's not worth $5.99 a month. I can't do that. It gets crazy already. Peter Cohen, please tell our listeners 
before they get too crazy from us, where to find more of your stuff? Uh, you can find me at my website, peter-cohen.com, peter-cohen.com. And go after the person who has the site without the dots so you can get everything. Right? Exactly. He'll take donations. I'm kidding. You can find us on Twitter. Look for Tech Night Out. You can find a second radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night called The Paracast. And this week we're featuring Lauren Coleman. And he has a book about The Mothman, which is actually like an unauthorized companion to the book Mothman Prophecies, which was also a movie back in the early 2000s with Richard Gere. Do you remember that? Maybe very few do. I sure do. Okay. Well, his character was based on a guy named John Keel, who wrote the book, the original Mothman Prophecies, and he called himself Klein. I don't think that John Keel really appreciated Richard Gere, although he made some money from that movie. Anyway, you'll learn more about Mothman, Evil Incarnate, with Lauren Coleman on the Paracast at Paracast.com. Don't forget... The best way to support the Tech Night Owl Live, my friends, is to become a subscriber to Tech Night Owl Plus. We give you a better quality version of this show, free of the network ads, somewhat better audio for low price. Check out plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com. Peter Cohen in full rant mode. (laughs) Thank you for joining us in the Tech Night Owl Live. Always a pleasure. Happy New Year, everyone. Have a great day prosperous and healthy 2018. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.